it's Chanel. Hey, hey, it's Chris. Welcome back to another episode of Same, Same, But Different. In true SSBD fashion, we're going to start with a check-in, how we're feeling today. Uh, so I have to say, I'm a little nervous. I've got like a lot of things going on, like a lot of balls in the air, and I'm I'm, I'm choosing to be excited. That's what we're going to, you know, learning from past lessons. I'm choosing to be excited about it, but know that in my excitement, I may be fighting for it to not be nervous. <laughs> I am mentally choosing and I'm saying out loud that I'm excited and I'm going to allow the rest of me to fall into alignment and that it's not nervous. So it's great, but lots of great things coming together. How are you doing? I, I appreciate your authentic expression this moment of realizing that you are nervous, but also that you can choose excitement in all of that and allowing an opportunity for the heart and the head to find a flow that works. Right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Because you say so, right. I think that's just, I think that's so huge. And that is a good reflection of, uh, you know, what I'm experiencing right now, I think today when it comes from me, as far as a check-in goes, is that I am misaligned from mm. my body and my head. This has been an ongoing journey um, where I am discovering how to give up the logical power. I've been such a heady person most of my life, and I've gotten some great, amazing things from that that I definitely want to keep. And I'm trying to learn how to create an intentional connection flow between my gut, the physical and the mind. And so right now, I think I'm just sitting in the reality of being misaligned. I Mm -hmm. have these great things that I'm up to. uh, And I have these very self-serving things from the past that are still holding, that I'm holding on to. And I know that doesn't work. So I also know that knowing makes no difference, right? (laughs) Right. So knowing that it doesn't work, it's like, okay, I know it doesn't work, but I might still be choosing it. And um, knowing that what's only going to work is if I, if I make the, if I take action on my knowing and it's, it's a, there's gratitude there for me as well, because I'm happy to have, and I'm grateful to have this perspective that I, that I get to have in this time of my life. And it doesn't make that pull and push of old me versus who I'm becoming um, because I say so. It doesn't make that process any cleaner uh, or easier. And I say it, and I really mean me, <laughs> I don't make that process any easier or cleaner. So yeah, I'm, I'm feeling misaligned with a hint of, of gratitude and awareness. You know, I think what you just did was also really powerful because I think it's really easy to say it and it feels like this nebulous, hard to define, also hard to move on thing that is outside yourself and maybe allows you to diffuse responsibility. But me, me is way more concrete, way more in your face, way more accountability, way more, you know, just follow through on it or the ability to follow through on it. So I applaud you for even making that distinguishing in the in getting more aligned that already feels like a really good first step towards that so thank you for highlighting that uh i i did i didn't know i needed to hear that uh and i'm grateful for hearing it and so much of what you just shared really makes me think about our conversation today and what it looks like in preparing to come into something or yeah. even come out of something. Yes. Yeah. So one of the things that I often hear you say, well, you, you have a few catchphrases. I don't know if you're aware of this. It's funny. You don't ever realize how much you say certain things until you hear yourself on a recording later on. But um, you do have a few catchphrases. But one of them that I love is on the court and in the game uh, of life, but on the court and in the game for sure. Um Tell us more about that. What does that mean to you? Let's unpack that a little bit. Let's get into it. Yeah. You know, I know that we joke about not being sports people, but always having these sports analogies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think the reality for us is while we're not really sports people, we are team people. We are community people. We are experience people. And I think that's what I lean on when I uh, use sports analogies. And so I was embarking on this phase of my life where 
I was uh, embracing this leadership program, the personal and professional development program. And one of the coaches in that program, um, she often would, would say on the court in the game of life. And the beauty of that um, me using that and, and, you know, saying it often is that other things have become possible in other perspectives. I know I've said that to you a few times and in our conversation, you know, I would always say it on the court in the game of life versus in the stands. And you gave a perspective once is like, sometimes you need to be in the stands because the stands provides a different perspective that than what you get from being in the game. Um, so I appreciate the flow that your perspective provides on that. And ultimately for me, being on the court in the game of life really means this taking action. It means knowing, but then doing, because knowing, knowing truly doesn't, doesn't make any difference. It's what you do with the knowing that makes a difference. So the knowing is like being in the stands, right? Yeah. You're in the stands, you're observing, you know how the game is played for the most part, right? Um, you get it. Like the goals to, even if you're not a sports person, like, like myself, like, you know, the goals to win, you so know, yeah, the know. stands is the, is the knowing where the people on the court, yeah, they know how to play the game too. And they're actually playing the game. They're, they're in it. They're taking the action uh, beyond outside of the knowing. And so for me in this moment, I know that there are things uh, that I, I, that don't work for me based on my past and knowing that hasn't kept me from accepting those things, even if it's just mental. Um, and this conversation, today's conversation is helping me represents the importance of my actions or lack thereof in some situations. Hmm. You know, so this actually makes me think, I feel like, I feel like we talk about Brene a good bit, but um, it makes me think of her quote about being in the arena, which is, which she credits to Teddy Roosevelt. He has like a long, I guess, a speech address or something like that. But the idea of just being brave and being vulnerable and moving on it, you know, so I think it to your, why do we do sports analogies? Like either one of us do sports. I barely could function watching the games let alone actually playing but anyway um she talks about like being in the arena so like being brave being vulnerable being courageous with it with the knowledge that you have from the stands and getting involved and i think that's just so incredibly important i <laughs> and this is also why you can't use the sports analogy because in my head i was like i feel like this conversation is really about the time on the bench right? So in between the knowing and in between the arena, like, how are you getting ready? What does that look like? Are you in your, oh God, we shouldn't do this. Are you in your warm ups suits? You know, the, the like the, the rip away pants or have you put on your sneakers? Do you have on your like stuff? You know, the, the I'm going to stop because I can't do a sports analogy, but you know, like, are you ready? Right? Like, I think there's the there's the, what does it mean to be ready to jump in? And then how do you make that transition from being on the bench, ready to play, knowing you're on the team, but like to being in the arena and are you aware and all of the stages in between? So. Yes. You know, so, for me, so much of this conversation around, is around the mindset and what, to your point about like warming up, you know, and, and where we're at, it's this, what happens when we are getting ready to come out of something and come into something else, what, what's there for us? Do we, do we ever get to that thing is what holds us back. And for me, that typically is a mindset thing, you know? So with this idea of, of coming out or exposing oneself, I, I can't help but think about this podcast in itself and the journey that we started on with this. And I know, I had to lean on you and your readiness and your desire to do this right in your own way. At least that's what you should, you projected with me is like, Oh, she's ready. She wants to do this. Uh, and any moments of doubt, you know, that I had in my warm up, um, I had to lean on this collaborate, this collaboration to keep me going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one, it's mutual because, um, yeah, 
I, I think I've said it even on on past episodes. If it wasn't for the fact that this was a team thing, I think I would have been out a long time ago. Because this is hard. It's a lot of figuring this out. It's a lot of going back. And I think the big focus is about transitions. Like during those periods in between. And I think, you know, kind of thinking a little bit about social media. It's like we think about life in these highlight reels, in the goals that are attained. You know, okay, we graduated, we bought a house, you know, these big milestones, I got a promotion, whatever that looks like, you know, maybe not as dramatic as like a wedding or something like that. But we often think about it in achieving the goals, but we, I don't think we give enough space or credit to the in-between, the journey, the transitions, and what does that look like? And how do we sit in those and, and not only give it more time and attention, but also celebrate it. So I think one of the lessons that was that I really held on to, and it's, it's been one that kind of comes up often for me is this idea of waiting. Um, I really thought for a long time that waiting was this really passive process. It is sitting and waiting, waiting to be called, waiting to be used, waiting to whatever. But I don't think, you know, and (laughs) going back to the sports analogy, I don't think we talk about how much goes into and how much even waiting can be more exhausting or mentally taxing than being in in the game right so if if i can nerd out for a second the the revelation for me it was actually in taking language classes um Mm -hmm. so in spanish the word wait is esperar which means to wait but it also means to hope that right and so this idea to have hope is an active thing. Hope, you could almost say faith, it is an active process. It is thinking about it. It is defining it. It is um, constantly reflecting on it, whether through prayer or whatever. It is it is constantly manifesting, going back to that. And so that is just such an active process. And it's also being ready. So if if we're in the, on the bench warming up here, um, you have to follow the game and track it almost like you were playing, but not play and be ready at any moment to go from like this burst of energy and that holding that, that waiting is such a process. And I don't know that we talk about what that means, right? Like it's easy. And especially in a culture and and in a society that celebrates the doing, what does even pulling back or taking the time to prepare or refine the preparation, what does that look like? How does that work? And and again, can you celebrate that, right? Like if if you didn't ever get to play, can you celebrate being a valued member of the team and being prepared to play? Mm, you know, for me, I get more nervous and I have more fear around exposing who I am to the people that already know me, sharing parts mm. of me to people who already know me out of out of fear of being misunderstood, not being liked. It doesn't, I don't feel that same way towards strangers. Um, I, I can care less, um, which I think speaks to the misalignment in itself, right? It's the people, I give more power to the people that know me and I limit myself. So talk about putting this podcast out, you know, and now where we talked about not just recording our voices, but our faces. And it's going to be on YouTube and we're going to have a whole social media. And here, here we are for the world to experience and see, you know, and there for me initially, what, what I hid from you was the fear around that, you know, the fear in effort to like be strong for this co-created thing. Right. And I, there was, I had lots of fear of like, people are going to see me. What are people? <laughs> what are gonna people think? And I think the the what I laugh about so much around now is that you know while it took a lot of practice and play to be comfortable with that, the I think the comical thing is that most of those people that I was concerned about don't even listen. They don't even have an interest, right? Uh, which is absolutely fine. Um, but I, I I think in that for me it was more of like haha you what you thought you were worried about um, was is a um, is a non factor. Yeah. One, don't hide from me. Um, <laughs> two, I told you I was scared. So 
I think I told you every meeting that I was like, are we really doing this? Oh my God. But it's interesting. I, as you were talking, I'm like, I think it's, I think it's the opposite for me. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I mean, definitely nervous about telling like my, the people closest to me about new things or things that feel jarring, but like my, I'm really grateful at this point that I feel like my core group has been like battle tested. Now that is not universe and invitation to like further test these, but like, I'm more concerned with them about showing up and being authentic and, and having truth between us to, to preserve those. I think I'm more nervous about like other people seeing me or, you know, especially with social media and the, like taking a soundbite out of context and like not having an opportunity to really introduce myself or explain or whatever, like that makes me probably more nervous than like, and it's, <laughs> it's actually, oh man, this is hilarious. It's actually really funny. Cause I feel like this is, this is the reality, right? Like, I feel like when I first meet you in the, in the ogre layers of onions, right. You get like the, the me that is put together and it feels like such a, um, for me, I know that it is a thing of pride. Like it is an honor for you to see me like a hot mess, like not have hair done yoga pants, you know, like crest in the eye, like that is love for me to let you see that and be in that space. You are, you're in like, thank you. You've now made it like, you know? And so it just that reverse for me, it's, which is crazy. Cause I'm like, now that I say this out loud, should I do better for my friends? <laughs> yeah, sit with that. But I mean, they get both, but you know what I mean? Just like the, the like real raw, authentic, like hot mess, not together. Like that feels like more for my, like my people. But anyway, <laughs> no, I, that's good because I, I, well, I think this is just a great, the example of same, same, but different, right? The name of our podcast yeah. and just the, you know, the different perspectives, but then when we do align, you know, and I think for me, the essence of that, you know, I grew up with this um, narrative, right? That if you don't pay my bills, if I'm not sleeping in the same bed with you, why, why do I care what you think? And for me, that was projected more towards complete strangers. Mm-hmm versus like the intimate, intimate circle that is family or, or friends. And I, it's interesting. I love that we're having this conversation because, you know, as you are having your own revelation, revelations, as you say things out loud, that's happening for me too in the, in the, from the aspect of, I do self-inflict a lot of, of pressure, you know, to the people around me. And I, just sitting with that in, in this conversation, I'm wondering how much that's tied to this fear of, not being accepted by the people mm-hmm. that I've already accepted, you know, um, and that, that enoughness around like, is if I, if people, if people know the real me or if people, love you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's ultimately the goal. Like I want that, but I think the overarching question is, is like, how much do I need that? Or really how much do I allow that to keep me from coming into my own? Yeah. Right. And I think you just even thinking about, you know, one of our other episodes, just focusing on this, this idea that we are redefining success. Right. And so I think one, one thing I love about our podcast is that every conversation that we have, while there is a focus, you can take those lessons and apply them to all areas of your life. Yeah. You know, and knowing that in, in that episode, Redefining Success, I talked about success has become a, a menagerie of feelings for me. This conversation coming out of, you know, coming out and coming into something else, while I, it's such an active everyday thing. And I think that's where I am. <clears throat> I'm just in a unique phase right now where I'm struggling because I do have this beautiful opportunity to come out of what I know doesn't work for me anymore and, and into something else. And while I want that something else, those ties to what was, to what's comfortable, what's familiar are so strong and almost too strong to outweigh the excitement of what is possible. 
I love that you're sitting with that. I love that you're sitting in it and you're, you're thinking about it and feeling it. I can see it. Um, and I think it's those moments that we all often have at, that we fast track and don't really sit and think about it. Cause it's, that is a big thing. You know, it's, I forget where I saw this. I think maybe may have been a sermon years ago. Like they're surviving, right? And everyone wants to move out of just barely making it, right? And you want to get to good. But the le- and that's that's hard and it's unnerving because you're talking about change and transitions. But the part that again that people don't focus on that's really challenging is, is leaving good for great. Mm. Or comfortable for good, like where I should be, like a place that feeds me and fulfills me. It's, it's the leaving good enough to get to where you belong because you're like, will I fall or what's in between? Or could I get back to survive? Like there's just all this doubt and fear, you know, and then you hear the grass is always greener and all of these phrases that you're like, well, is it really better? And so that level of doubt from the good to the great, I think is that level really takes you again, being in the arena. And I, and I guess I want to revise my earlier statement. I don't know. I think when you're thinking about it and the prepping, you know, like really thinking through my own statement, like the waiting, the prepping that is doing the work and that is being in the arena. So maybe there's not a bench because, you know, I don't do sports analogies, but like what does sitting in and being vulnerable and grappling and being brave and courageous with like, there's this thing that really excites me and it's new and it's so many opportunities and possibilities and it's, but I'm also nervous. And it's really one of those like, call you on your shit moments, right? Like, do you want this magical, majestic thing that you've been manifesting? Or are you just going to sit in the status quo? And it is hard, <laughs> hard to, to make that transition. Very, very hard. And I think we, what I'm realizing, given what you just shared is that I, when I know it's time to take action, right? Cause to, I love how you say like, even sitting on the bench, right? Even reflecting or being an observer, you know, is work too. And it's a very important work, right? I don't think we would have been able to create this podcast without our reflections. I mean, most of our conversations that led to this was our reflections and sharing our experiences. And what I'm starting to realize by you sharing that is there's a definitive time when you know it's time to shit or get off the pot. Like it's time to take action. Like, you know it, but I am allowing that to, I'm allowing the, the fear to outweigh the excitement. And you posted a story, um, from one of, I, I, I think I can confidently say our, uh, new favorite, um, social media personalities. Um, she's a young black woman, um, big, beautiful black woman who, um, helps people with, uh, Canva and different services. And, and she talks about, how she felt she needed to be skinny before she can start and she would never really be where she's at if she waited and in the story that you posted she talked about refusing to be better at failure than success yeah and so much of that in in hearing you is coming up for me and this idea of am i allowing myself to be good at this familiar which is the failure the, the holding myself small, right? Uh, or am I allowing myself? And you, you know, you said this earlier just around excitement and nervousness. Like I think it, all this is coming back for me, which is really great. I'm realizing that I am fueling and feeding more into the nervousness than I am the excitement of what's to come. Yeah. It's, it's so hard, right? Like, and I, and, and I say this example, oh man, I feel it in my bones, but I say this example for you, like, especially for you, given the work that you do, it is so easy when we are in trauma and impacted for us to, for our muscles and bodies to tighten, right? But the active work of like spreading and being open, one, like that, what, <clears throat> that is not the default for our muscles, right? Like mm-hmm. when you are in trauma, right? It's to contract, it's to contort, it's all of these things. But like that expression feels so vulnerable. Like even just, even, taking out all the other layers of it, getting into a really good stretch, especially in a part of your body that you don't really stretch. I I found myself like doing this deep stretch in my arm the other day and like hit, and I was like, whoa, 
talk about places that I don't norm. I just need to spend more time with, but that is that being open in that expression is so not natural. And so you literally have to practice it in, in the prep, you know, in this, back to the sports analogy, but like in order to be on the court, you have to practice that, right? You have to practice, you know, being nervous and channeling that to excitement. And that is work. And it's, like, oh, okay, I did it in my professional life, but you have to practice it in your personal life. You practice that with other people. Now you have to practice that with yourself and like continuously re-examining this lesson, these lessons in various parts of your life. But no, it's just, just get a good stretch. It's fine. Just, just <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I love that you say that too, because I think that's a realization for me. And this is that I, once I became aware, conscious of, the, the phase that I'm in, you know, leaning into more of the fear than, than the excitement that has affected all the, like my little everyday things. You know, I think I mentioned on a previous podcast where, you know, I, my mobility work and, and eating right. And, you know, I'm, I haven't been a big breakfast person. And so it's interesting because I, I being, as I'm ebbing and flowing between coming out of and coming into, there's certain things that I'm starting to notice uh, because of reflection, right? Because of being in the stands, starting to notice that like, oh, when this ebbs and flows in my life, I stop doing this, right? Mm. The mobility isn't there. Um, you know, the the eating right isn't there. And so and being able to find find a flow that works. But I'm wondering how much for me is that like, I'm holding back. What am I holding back from? Am I resorting to what's comfortable because there's something else that I need to come out about that I haven't? Yeah. You know, it makes, um, I feel like just all the quotes today, but, um, these are actually the two quotes that I used in our, um, like our letters to ourselves, uh, the Brene Brown, and then this Marion Williamson quote of, and it's a long quote, but like our greatest fear is not that our greatest fear is our light, not our darkness. I think it's, it's the essence of it, but basically that we will be bigger and better and brighter and are more capable than we give ourselves credit for. And that is scary. And that is a quote that I've been chewing on since maybe high school or college. And it just continued like my prox my relationship with that quote and that knowing that understanding has changed as I've, I've as I've grown and aged, um, man, I just sound real rough there. Um, but as I've gotten older, <laughs> matured there we go seasoned um but to really sit with the fact of like in order to get to the great you really have to like leave the good and like push yourself and believe in something bigger and even just believing in hope is is such an expensive thing and this is down a rabbit hole but um one of my favorite uh podcasts to listen to is ear hustle um and it's produced mostly in but around the San Quentin prison um which I know sounds like a crazy thing to be really into but it just it is such a beautiful um cross-section of human life and and it really makes you look at individuals but also systems and where our values are so there's one episode where there's a guy who ends up getting married in prison to his I think high school sweetheart or somebody that he'd known growing up and um, he was like, you know, I think you're crazy. I don't really want to get married, but fine. Okay. If this is what you want to do. And then they got married and she asked him to appeal, uh, go for an appeal for his case to turn over his case. And he was like, no, I can't do it. And the, the quote that stuck out for me, he's like, hope is expensive. Having hope is expensive. Like that is the the opening yourself up to something better is so is such a labor right so when we say oh i'm waiting or you know back to the esperar like hope is an active process you have to put your energy your resources your belief and your movement into that and so again like this idea that we're capable of more than we think we are it is hard it is hard and it feels like I don't know why base jumping is coming to mind, but like, it feels like, you know, like literally putting your arms out and just taking that leap. And it is, it can mm -hmm. be terrifying. Yeah. Again, I think it's just, thank you. Thank you for saying that because uh, there's, there's a couple things that are coming up for me in that. And it's the, 
how I'm struggling with the waiting process, you know, because what this thing that this possible thing that, that I'm moving towards, there's so much waiting in it that um, I'm, I'm realizing, oh, that's my struggle. I'm, I'm being a little impatient. And as you were talking, I'm like, in my mind, I'm just thinking, well, this would be a lot easier if it was just more consistent. You know, if I, if I was doing it more or if I, you know, had more of it on a regular basis. And that's when I started to realize, oh, wait, there's these waiting periods in there. Yeah. And, and what am I doing in the waiting period? And currently what I'm doing is being attached to old versions of me that I know don't work versus using that waiting period to build things that will work. Right. You know, making some, making some healthy choices. And, and in that, I can see the expense of hope. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and that t- attachment, like there are things that I really need to come out of so I can come into this thing that I'm saying that I really want. Yeah. And that really in, in from a very unattached perspective is really exciting. I think there's some irony in, in you know, for me because I, in all of this, cause I, I'm becoming aware of uh, someone else in my life who is in a very similar situation as I am right now. And I had the nerve to be like, oh my God, it's such an exciting time in your life. Congratulations. Like, wow. But I'm not even celebrating that excitement for myself, <laughs> which I'm just yeah. now realizing. <laughs> well, and I love that for you because you're doing, but the, you're doing the hard work. Why would mm-hmm. you not celebrate that? Right. And I think the, the beautiful thing, even thinking about this podcast, the beautiful thing is the weight gives you time for reflection and to re-strategize. Mm. And as someone who <clears throat> may be working on being slightly less type A, um, but like wants to plan and research and have all these ducks in a row, like we planned, we planned for months, we researched, we had meetings, we did all the things for this podcast. And when I tell you literally the first time we hit play, we were like, nope, that's not going to work. But we researched, we watched YouTube, we looked at other podcasts we did all these things and the the space in between each period of growth that's what i'm called our first is our, you know especially our first episodes figuring out our cadence was the space to the waiting between the episodes right because the the podcast would be the goal the waiting gave us space to regroup to re-strategize to get excited to rethink to get feedback from each other but also listeners and to come up with something that felt different or better for us. Right. And it would be so easy for me. Okay. I really want, I was like, let me rephrase this. I really wanted, I didn't feel good about the first couple of episodes. And I was like, so nervous about like, Oh, consistency. People are not, they're not going to think we know what we're doing and they're not going to listen. And, and this is our first impression and all of these things. And it's true, right? It's, it is our first impression, but it doesn't mean that the value of what we were doing was any less, but I could not have planned my way from the stands through all of navigating this in the arena. Like I wanted to lay out a straight line for this podcast and boy, if it hasn't been throwing some confetti and some extra ropes to, you know, keep you on your toes. Right. Like, but that's the beauty of it. Right. And celebrating that journey and the growth. And, and the crazy thing is I'm so much more proud of every single episode and every single thing that we put out because of the waiting, because of the restructuring, because of the figuring it out, because the, I can't do it. Tap you in. You got this. And then vice versa. Like I'm so much more proud of that. And I feel so much more equipped and stronger um, with everything that we do with this, but also that that has translated to even me making other moves with my other business, you know, like just start just start, right? Like know that I have skills and resources. Thank you. Um, to lean into and and celebrate along the way. So yeah, I definitely think, you know, as you're figuring this out and you're celebrating your friends, you know, every time you text her, text yourself. Yeah. I, um, yeah, there, there is a, I tend, this podcast has taught me that I tend to celebrate and show up for others in ways that I really need myself to show up. Uh, for me, uh, or sometimes how I want others to show up for me. And when I don't receive it or mainly because I'm not asking for it, um, I, I will, I will feel down, um, and then just kind of exacerbate the, the disempowering context that I already have. So, uh, there are, to your point, just about the, some of the growing pains or just the perspective shifts in starting this podcast, it's been, this beautiful reflection of 
and just reminder of I do I truly do have all that I need, even though it may not feel like it in the moment and it may feel confusing or daunting. Getting on the court is like no other experience. Doing this and putting it out and receiving messages. So shout out to all our listeners. Shout out to all the people. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> who are bold enough and vulnerable enough to reach out to us and share what you're getting from it, how you're navigating, what you're struggling through. You know, I, there's some. I've been a part of some conversations. You know, most of them are just so unexpected. I, you know, I did. You know, as much as I say, like, there's people I was so concerned about. You know, listening to this and and having feedback, they're not even listening. You know, there's other <laughs> people out there who I just never thought would listen, and then they're sharing. They're opening up and I, I just feel so grateful to get on the court and in the game with them, you know, even if it's just through text message and, and them vulnerably sharing, you know, what, what they're experiencing or what thoughts these are provoking for them. And it's really nice to know that, you know, having this first season and still being in this season that we are creating what we set out to create you know, and, and, and that's huge. And I think there's so much that I'm getting out of this for myself that I didn't anticipate, which I think is a beautiful example of the power of coming out uh, and coming into something else, right. Um, that there's just these unexpected things that we're also, we're also going to get, you know, even if it is just a perspective shift that leads to a shifting how you be, or just getting closer to this, this dream uh, or this desire. Cause I think right now for me, I do want to get closer to this desire and I know that there's parts of me that are not going to work as I move closer to that desire. And I just don't want to give it up. Okay. I, I look, I get it. I get it. Um, so how does one move through that? Like, let's, let's talk this out and put on my coaching hat. Um, knowing that you don't want to give it up, do you, and I mean, you know, all the things, but like, do you know why, like what, what do those things or that the, what do those things serve for you? And, and can you, can you mirror that experience somewhere else in your life? Yeah, great question. Because I, I do, if I'm being honest with myself, what I know to be true is that this thing is just familiar. And there is this, there's always a roll of the dice, right? There's always this chance, there's always this risk that this other thing is not going to work out. And I, but I have, because this other thing is consistent, I know that I have to fall on to it. Like I know it's that it's going to be there. Uh, and I don't want, there's a desire to want to honor that now in the transition of it all, even though I know that it's not going to serve me, do you know? And so I think the, the idea of waiting, there's some irony in this for me, because as I was talking to my mom the other day, um, she was making comments around like the, there's so many days last week that she had all this time to herself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that's good. The universe is probably providing you with time and space to yourself. So then you can do some much needed reflection, you know, um, whether you realize it or not. And now, you know, in this week, I have some time and freedom to myself. <laughs> and I'm just now realizing this like, ha ha ha, funny. You know, universe is so funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You know, and like, oh, well, now, and, and to your point about like the waiting, right? So here I am in this waiting and I have, because I'm, I'm, I'm waiting, I have all this time to do the things, to explore new things and practice new things. And I'm going back to the things that I know that don't work for me. Yeah. You know, and so I, I'm realizing that's out of a, that's a, a, this fear of like, what if this thing doesn't actually work? And I think the only thing I really know to be true at this time is that the only way this thing doesn't work is if I don't do my best with the understanding that my best looks different every single time. And there's moments where I know that I'm not doing my best or being my best. And the only person that can 
hold me responsible for that is me. And because of most of these things, I'd like to believe only affect me in the moment. The reality is not, it's not true because if I'm not of mind body, then I'm less likely to want to be out in the world. I'm less likely, you know, wanting to, I'm not going to have the same amount of energy or chutzpah that I might, um, if I was doing all the things, you know, like eating right, like getting enough sleep, do you know, if for this, for this example, right. But insert, insert whatever it is, right. Um, not embracing negative thoughts or disempowering thoughts, right. Allowing myself to feel excited for, for what's to come, because the reality is, is that it's here, which is, is what makes it scary is that it's here. Yeah. So if I can be philosophical for a second, right? You, and I say you just because you're the one with the example, but me, right? And, and really, I'm thinking about this for me, but we're talking about you. So if you have welcomed in a new opportunity that you are excited about, for that to come to you, you have to be a different person than you were when it wasn't coming to you, right? Mm. gonna like slow track this if then right if you are a new person trying to hold on to an old thing that thing that you're holding on to isn't the same thing because you can't experience it the way that you experienced it in the past mm. so the thing that you're holding on to is really the past and the memory mm. the experience which you already have and you can take forward with you right yeah. But because you're a new person, you can't experience the old thing the way that you did. Yeah. It's, it's not possible anymore. Right. And that, when I tell you, is a lesson that I'm sitting in deep and hard, and it's really uncomfortable um, because it's, it's like this thing in your brain of like space and time because you're looking at a situation or even a person that looks and maybe even sounds the way that it did in the past, but it's not, it's not the same. You're not the same. They're not the same. And this is me. So, you know, but like, I, I'm, I cannot fight for the present when I'm really, really what I want is the past. Mm. And that is the thing that I have to be really honest with myself about in, in the waiting and all of the things and like pulling, pulling it apart, you know? And I think that sometimes where we get really frustrated when we think about relationships and like marriages and stuff like that, I heard somebody uh, there's this, oh God, what is it? There's this really cute uh, page on Instagram. It's like some, they do these cute couples interviews with quick couples in New York. And they're like, oh, are you a couple? Tell me how you met, blah, blah, blah. And at the end, they were like, what's the secret to your blah, 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 your relationship? And this couple had been together for like 50 years. And the woman very insightfully said, it's, it's not one marriage. It's a bunch of marriages to different people strung together because you are not the same person. And so I think this really interesting relationship with letting go and saying goodbye to what was and who that person was and who you are, who you were in that season and gracefully stepping into the next one. And, and it's that in between the transitions that can just be really hard, but acknowledging that you're literally not the same person. It will not feel the same. Yeah, that feels really good. Hearing that feels really good from uh, a challenging perspective that it's like, oh, okay, that's what I need. I need to shift my perspective around old habits and, and noticing like that I'm not experiencing them the same way. That That is really helpful. And that's going to be intriguing applying that just sitting with that, you know, idea of like, yep, I'm new because I do, I believe, you know, what that insights for me is this next to death the only other constant inevitable is change and taxes yeah and taxes absolutely and taxes oh um, you know and so i you know just sitting in that it's like this embracing this idea of that like i am different i've changed and i i just love the the affirming aspect of what you shared when it comes to this thing that you've wanted that's now here you that i've had to be different for it to actually show up for it for it to come um 
And, and that he was for our friendship. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's an honoring in that. Like, I think this just takes me back to, you know, celebrating and and then creating celebrations. I think that's what I'm starting to realize now is that I have not done enough self-celebration in, in comparison to how much, you know, smallness I've been doing, just self-projecting small mindsets and narratives on myself. I haven't stopped to celebrate like who and how I've been being has afforded me this opportunity. And that, that work is beautiful. Um, and I, 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 all too often, I don't. That's something that I really have to keep working on is taking a moment to breathe and realize who and how I'm being. I think I'm so go, go, go mode, you know, the, the human doing versus the human being that I forget to be like, just keep going, keep, keep focusing. Uh, and there is a beauty to being in the stands and observing at times. Yeah. Why am I getting ready to cry? <laughs> it's so, it's so ridiculous, but I, I like, I feel so deeply how much I love that for you. And I know, oh my God, do, oh God, what is happening with my face? Um, but just the way that you were so intentional about celebrating other people and, and like noticing all of these tiny details, one, the idea that you were not celebrating yourself just makes me want to like break out all of the like pom-poms and noisemakers and things. But I love that. I love that you were coming to this now and mm. then can sit in that and, and just appreciate the process. But you, and I think this is the interesting part is you are attracting what you're attracting because you've already done the work. Mm -hmm. And so when you're thinking about, can I move from good, good enough or good to great? Like you've already done the work. Can you just follow through on it? And honestly, just not sabotage yourself, which yeah. is a whole other thing. But the fact that the opportunity is showing up, you have done the work you may have to continue doing work to sustain it or to move into the fullness of it but the fact that it's showing up it is a reflection of you being someone different and having done the hard work and so even just trusting in yourself so the celebration is also just like a realization that you've already done it mm -hmm. i have more than i think i have which is feel free to tell me that in like a week when i'm like what am i doing but like i have more than i think i have and that is this is the universe already telling you that. Yeah, which is so good because I, I think in the reminders, like now I'm, because I've done the work, now I just need to practice and play. And I need to be patient with the opportunities to practice and play and just acknowledge my desire that, yes, I want more of it. And in time that will come because it's way more fun when you're practicing and playing with others than by myself, you know? So, and that, that's, <laughs> yeah, it depends. I love that. It just depends. <laughs> no, but I think, you know, in this instance, what, what I'm up to in my life and, and what I have, you know, before me is definitely more fun. Uh, and it can only really be possible uh, with others, with, with another person. So it's this idea of, um, I think you, you know, even bringing up our, our connection, our friendship and this, this podcast, right? This, yeah. Could we individually do this on our own? Um, sure we could, you know, and it wouldn't, be, <laughs> it wouldn't be colored and shaped in the way that it is. Right. Or I wouldn't, you know, have exposure to your people and vice versa, you know, if it wasn't happening, there's just so much more possible in this. And I think this is a good example of our desire for community and connection around community, you know, um, yeah, you know, team sports are what they are because you get to be a part of your own little community of people who get your experience. Yeah. You know, and so <clears throat> this is, uh, yeah, I wasn't anticipating the conversation going this way. And I think this definitely is a way more free flowing, um, conversation than than we're usually having um which which i just appreciate and a part of me really wants to i'm wondering if our listeners are going to be like what is this thing that he is going on and <laughs> you know, I was like should i say something should i should i be mysterious and wait a little bit you know but i'm also I was like is it too is it too soon to say something you know um 
So I mean, there's always social media, and this is why you should follow us and get on all the things. Um, but it's also as you celebrate, maybe in in realizing that you haven't celebrated all the things, maybe you start with a self celebration before we all publicly celebrate. And you know how hard that is for me to say because I always love to celebrate somebody else. So maybe you start first and then tap us in when we can all be excited about this thing. So, um, yes, I love, I love that. And I know we, we typically ask our listeners a series of questions around our topic of conversation and in the spirit of things being different this time, I would love to ask our listeners, what questions have our conversations provoked for you that you might be asking yourself or considering for yourself uh, in your life based on today's conversation. Yeah. And to Chanel's invitation around social media, check us out, ssbd.thepodcast. Those that's at ssbd.thepodcast. We're on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We're also on YouTube. You can put that in the comments. Uh, if you don't feel like making it public, you know, you can always uh, DM us. Uh, for those who know us personally, you can always text us. Just know that I'm always going to ask if I can make it public while sharing. <laughs> <laughs> well, not text when you say no. I just want right. to put that out there. <laughs> we do respect when you say no. And my goal is never to share some of the most intimate details um, of what you're, what you're going to share. So uh, thank you all for being on the court in the game with us, sharing your time and, and your space to listen to this um, and just to, to be with us. Thank you for joining us for this episode. It is a privilege to share our experiences and reflections with you. Our goal isn't to have you just agree with us. Our hope is that you'll be inspired to look within and consider some of the same questions and perspectives for yourself. We invite you to continue to curate a brave space for yourself, exploring and embracing your growth and celebrating your power ownership, peace, and joy. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram and Facebook at ssbd.thepodcast. We look forward to connecting with you. Follow and share the podcast on all major platforms. And if you haven't already, please rate and review the podcast as that helps us grow.